Bernard Beans, Aaron Garen. Bernard Beans, Aaron Garen. Bernard Beans, Aaron Garen. Bernard Beans, Aaron Garen. Okay. 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of Walk and Talk. I am Matt Lieberman. I am Alex Salem. And this is the show where we strive to become the world's foremost walkanologists by reviewing everything, and I mean everything, that Christopher Walken has ever done. Remember, this is a process, and you, the audience, are our board of review. That's Let us true. know how we are doing. I'm on Twitter at the Alex Salem, S A L E M. Yes, I am on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M A T T L I E B E R M A N. Uh, so and Christopher Walken is everywhere, everywhere and anywhere. and nowhere. He and is n- wherever you least expect him. But not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Good. He doesn't need to annoy I want you. a Christopher Walken Instagram <laughs> so badly. What would he Instagram? I'm on set <laughs> hanging with the boys. <clears throat> Pow. Hashtag coffee break. <laughs> Hashtag follow Friday Paul Rudd. Imagine if he wrote in the same fashion that he speaks, where it's like, follow, like it's F-O-L in lowercase and then L-O-W in uppercase. Please write in the comments uh, about, like, in the style of how you think Walken talks. Like, transliterate Walken's speech into written word, because that is an art form unto itself. I myself dabble. I'm not a professional. I'm an amateur, but yeah, I'm an enthusiast. Yes. If you are writing a review for us on iTunes, write it as Christopher Walken would speak it. None other will be accepted. Yes, That's because when we read them on the show, we will We're read gonna them as Christopher not- Walken. Actually, I think he just likes to be known as Chris. I'm just Chris. I don't know. Call me Chris. Where? Please. It's Christopher Jibber Jabber. You say, Mr. Walken, I look around for my grandfather. (laughs) Or really any other male family member I have older than myself. Yes. Ironically, my mother was also named Christopher. (laughs) Uh, So today on the show, we're doing the very first... First installment of Christopher Walken on Saturday Night Live. And and let before we start in earnest, let me preface this by explaining our struggle to find the very first Christopher Walken appearance on Saturday Night Live. Our struggle is real. Yes. Season 15, episode, episode 11. 11. We know uh, this is the first, this is one of the first SNLs of the year 1990. That's we don't, correct. We don't know the exact date, do we? Uh, I can look it up. It's not important. You can look it up. Too. Yeah, I'll look it up. Okay, cool. Um, yes. That'll, yeah. also, that'll also be in the information, I imagine. Yeah, it's the fir- very, very first episode of SNL that he ever hosted. And uh, you had to de- go ahead. I looked everywhere. I looked on Amazon Prime. I looked on Netflix. I looked on Hulu. I looked on Yahoo Screen, which had the rights to like all of SNL for a little while. But uh, Yahoo Screen is dead. Like, There's like all these different outlets. None of them have them, only to discover that NBC's new streaming service, CISO, C-so. S-E-E-S-O, is C. the only, so. <laughs> is the only uh, streaming service at all to have, uh, to have, hold on, I'm on IMDb. Ugh, I want to um, comment on that. <laughs> uh, is the only service that has any of the SNL episodes between season five and season 36. All those episodes, everything from the 80s and the 90s and the early and 2000s. Today. It, well, not today. No, yeah, no. Okay, but all of that stuff is only available on CISO. 
Uh, and then when I, I paid for CISO, I subscribed to CISO so we could watch this episode and then only 35 minutes worth of the episode was available, I assume, because... And only, like, I assume you assume because... Because of, like, music rights. These are all the sketches that had no music. What? What? That... So, I like, don't, even... They don't have the darn... They don't have the music rights to the opening monologue? No, because they whatever song the band must have been playing behind Christopher Walken as he enters, they don't have the rights to anymore. What? What? Could... What... Could they possibly... Don't they play original? They play the SNL opening theme Maybe they before the monologue. And they have the rights to that because they show the dang uh, opening sequence, which it was like a trip to look at that opening sequence. That was cool. Because there's was like, there's no names on the screen. You have to listen you have to listen hard to hear those names. And it's, fu- it's funny because Phil Hartman, the way he was wearing glasses in that shot, he looked exactly like Fred Armisen and he comes in yeah, Fred Armisen. Yeah, just like Fred Armisen. There was one featuring and it was Mike Myers. Yeah. And he just, all he had was a smaller picture instead of getting to be part of like the actual shoot where they're like about town in New York you know mm-hmm. and I, hey, hey, hey yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. he's the only one who's not um, there so let's just dive right into it yeah. we only got about half of the episode to work with and unfortunately Walken is only in about half of, of the that. half that we got yeah so it w- aired uh, January 20th, 1990. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Because there's that uh, Lifetime talk show host yeah. with uh, Jan Hooks and... Uh, uh, and it's either Nora Dunn or Victoria Jackson. I think it's, it's Victoria it's Nora, Jackson. No, it's Nora, it's Nora Dunn. Nora, it's Nora Dunn. Dunn. Yeah, uh, so, because they've uh, got that perfect late 80s yeah. new wave mm, talk show I love it. style On with the triangles. And the, so oh, let me I just run it. down the cast for you, okay? Uh, Dana Carvey. No, excuse me. Dana Carvey, Nora Dunn, Phil Hartman, John Hooks, Victoria Jackson, John Lovitz, Dennis Miller, Fe- uh, Kevin Nealon, featuring Mike Myers, and starring musical guest yes, Bonnie Raitt, and starring Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So the first sketch we see, uh, there's no walking in it, and it's um, it's an it's the odd, cold open. It's the cold open. It's an odd it has cold, to be the open. cold open. Yeah. It's Dana Carvey as Johnny Carson, and at first, the first game of the sketch that they establish, and it's working like gangbusters, is that uh, Ed McMahon can't be there, so they have a box that is programmed to respond to things like Ed McMahon would respond, and it's the voice of Phil Hartman as Ed McMahon. Yes. Ha <laughs> ha. Wow. Yes! Um, <laughs> you are correct, sir! And it, that alone is already <laughs> very funny. But then we've got a character game of Johnny Carson calling everything wild. That's that's weird, wild oh, stuff. Weird, wild, what wild, wild, wild weird, stuff. Weird, we got we got a wild, we got a wild guest. We got a weird, wild guest on now. He's a young new comedian. Uh, his material is a bit blue, so oh, I don't so, know if we're gonna be able yeah, to. Yeah, why don't really you send in. the kitties over send, into the next room? Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, give give it up for Mr. Andrew Dice Clay, ladies and it's gentlemen. Love it. Yes. Ha ha. Love it is Andrew Dice Clay, which is. Uh, did he have a game? Like he had like one or two, like yeah. not not like games, but just character bits. Yeah, he was he just was. he was just doing an impression, and he was being interrupted by he couldn't Ed be McMahon. he couldn't be blue. Yeah, and then he kept being interrupted by Ed McMahon. So they literally picked the box up, moved it over. Okay, so then after a bunch more weird and wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, then uh, he introduces uh, Phil Hartman as Mikhail Gorbachev, the leader of the then USSR. Which I need to take a moment here to talk about my favorite thing about the episode. And we'll get back into this when we get to Weekend Update. But this is the month of January 1990. 
as a cultural artifact, I don't think you could represent it any better than the symbols of, not necessarily Johnny Carson, but specifically Mikhail Gorbachev, mm-hmm. Andrew, Andrew Dice Clay, and a box, a, and a speaker box representing Ed, Ed McMahon all on the same couch. I would agree with that. That's actually... Ha <laughs> ha, yes! It was, and, and you know, like, it's kind of meandering around, but, like, because of that box, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> and then we get into the credits, and they're awesome. We're waiting for the monologue, the Chris Walken monologue, and then it's not there, fucking CISO. What the fuck? What could he have possibly done? I can, we'll, get, we'll get to this in a later episode when we do this particular episode, but the first, like, actual walk and hosting SNL that I can remember watching, like, as it came out, would have been his, like, at least 12th or 13th time hosting. But, um, no, maybe, like, 9th or 10th. I don't know. Um, but he was but he was literally, he does the monologue, and he's like, for the life of us, we couldn't think of anything for the top of the show. So they just do this musical number. They just, it's just, they just do a, a pop standard. Or like so, some, some okay, okay. So standard. there's a transcript of the episode. There's a transcript of the episode. Christopher um, Walken's monologue. Yeah, monologue, transcript. <clears throat> oh God! Uh, do we want to do this? Oh, because this is. What oh you're... wow! It's like a musical monologue. Let's let's kind of do it. Thank you very much. Hello, I'm Christopher Walken, and this is Saturday Night Live. Throughout my career, I've been accused of being cold and distant, even sinister, often sounding as though I were reading my lines off of cue cards. Oh, that's funny. That's funny because he is the release line mm-hmm. off of cue cards. But. If you think I'm scary, you should be standing up here. <laughs> it's hard to describe the excitement that I'm feeling at this moment. But I'm sure you can see just how excited I am by the expression on my face. Okay, you can't. So maybe it'd be better if I expressed my feelings in another way. And then he sings a song. We don't. It doesn't it say what a, it's the, to the tune to. Oh. But that's why they cut that out, because he's singing a song. So oh, well, what, no, well, uh, they wrote this. How could they not have the rights to it? I don't know, because it, it might be a parody of something. Maybe it's, but see, uh, we. oh my God, we've got these great old references. Mm-hmm. I just Princess Di, Michael Jackson, Cher, Trump. Trump! Uh, Bush. Bush, Prince, Sting, Liz, Madonna. Who's Liz? Liz, uh, Liz, Liz Taylor. Taylor? Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor? Yeah. I invited Sting, Joni Prince. Collins. And of course I asked Jackie O, but to my surprise, every one of those guys, RSVP, no. Trump and Bush. I would kill what, to what, watch this. God damn it, do not CISO, let us take control of the situation. Take control of the situation. Listen, there's no point in having part of the episode on the air. We want the whole thing. It's this is crazy. Although this ex- <laughs> this is crazy. Although this explains why later on, like he's he's often just doing musical numbers. Also, I realized as we were trying to imagine Walken's delivery of only presented with the text and not the actual video, I realized as we get kind of into this register, man, that is more of uh, older Walken. That comes yeah. from older Walken. I was picturing Walken as young as he was in the clips we did saw. He's a lot more subdued, and he, does, he needs to do less in order to achieve more. And uh, yeah. It's funny, because we couldn't tell what he was there to promote. Because it seems like the most likely candidate is he's there to promote the movie King of New York, which he's the star of, and he plays a gangster. Um, but, but that it, didn't come out until September of 1994. Exactly. It didn't come out for like nine yeah. months after. So it's like, I don't know why he was there. I guess they just they asked him because he hadn't done it before. Now, sure. uh, other sketches on the show. Uh, Colin Blow, not its first airing. It's a repeat 
from its first airing the previous November, November 11th of 89. Yeah, because they reused that one. Like, you see they that one in, in, com- Blow, in Best um, of Commercial, whatever. And it's, it, they repeated Colin it Blow. a bunch to fill holes in shows for years Colin later. Colin Blow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Girlfriend... Oh, Eternity, uh, Eternity. Game, Eternity the Game Show. Yeah, so okay. this is uh, a game show that is inspired by... Uh, by Eternity by Calvin Klein. Eternity by Calvin Klein, and all the questions and answers are kind of like an old-school cologne or perfume. You see, I really like this because it uses the lens of r- the ridiculousness of... Not just selling sex, but selling, like... You know, whatever, yeah. whatever. And, hey, you know, like, I don't remember actually seeing those com- I'm maybe before my time a little bit. But um, I love using that sort of purposefully vague, abstract, still commercially driven language, but as a lens into larger abstract philosophical concepts. Hmm. Like, like, like when it said, it said Eternity Calvin Klein, that's how I knew it was about the Calvin Klein ads. Without that... It could have just been the Eternity Game Show because everything they were speaking was about ennui and existential angst. And, and it I could feel have just like been it was French like, philosophers. It was targeted for Christopher Walken. Like someone pitched that specifically for I, I Christopher think so Walken too. to do because he is at his coldest and most aloof in this sketch. I'll have madness for 200. Uh, and, and, and great, great juxtaposition with Kevin Nealon. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to the board where we, see, you know, totally chipper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, what you might say to a loved one whom you've spent too much time with or something like that. Like, yeah. You are me. I am now you. We breathe the same. You know, and. Yeah. Know, and it's him you've... and I think Victoria Jackson is the woman in the sketch. No, that's Jan Hooks. That's Jan Hooks. Again. Yeah, okay. and 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 she does the same kind of thing. And it's it's just it's just fun and uh... it's just fun and weird. It it doesn't. It's not like a huge laugher, but like it's fun to watch Christopher Walken it, tackle that language. It delighted my soul. Yeah, it delighted my soul. Well, especially because there's this like blue screen in the back that's just showing clouds, and he keeps turning around and like peering at them as if they're real. What he, what he does is, is he's like he's like he's trying to pose like. Like he's like like he's throwing his hands up like ah woe is me like he his first final Jeopardy he drew Edward Munch's the scream mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like ah but then he turns around and he like freezes and then the camera like wasn't on him very much for that which is weird yeah it, it wasn't my favorite sketch that I've ever seen the next sketch is the girlfriend dumping service um, oh, yeah that was good yeah which was which was pretty a pretty solid sketch that I feel like I've seen a lot of people in like the LA comedy community do something like that. And I feel like they just have no idea that this sketch existed. No, like, I, I don't think I, 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 I think, I think that's just the nature of, <clears throat> which is why it's weird that, cause it, the way we watched it, this actually aired last. Yeah. Um, that, that's but funny because it, it felt like it turned to one because it was, in the, uh, in the I think it's just, version. I think it's just a good sketch because it plays on universal concept. I, I don't think that it's necessarily owned by this. I don't think anybody in the comedy community who wants to do like the same type of premise is prohibited from doing so because they're going to write it for the 2016 uh, setting. Right. This very clearly takes place in 1989 with the sort of focus on the materialistic aspect of this ending relationship. Um, no, yeah, and, and his coldness was, was perfect for But it. it's like a, a beautiful mixture of like... I'm keeping this at arm's length, but I also have some warmth and some empathy for you as dictated by my position. Yeah. Yeah. He's hired by this rich guy to dump this woman and uh, who, who, who is played by Victoria Jackson. Who is played by Victoria Jackson. 
And uh, my favorite part is when he um, gives her the opportunity to uh, really just razz him, to, to give her a piece, him a piece of her mind. And he pulls out a tape recorder and she's like, uh, okay. Um, and she doesn't really say anything. She's just sort of like, and you know, you're, you may have money, but that doesn't mean you can buy me. And I'm like, it just makes her look more pathetic and sad. Like, I want her to, like, really give it to this dude, and she just can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a fair point. Um, she, uh, no, what, what, what was it? It was like, um, believe me, this service is not cheap. The fact that he hired us says a lot about who you are. But it doesn't say very much about him. Um yeah, but like the general progression of it, like uh, sign this. Here's your copy of the breakup. Right, right. It was a fun little. It'd be funnier, you know, twenty five years ago. Um, I'd like to move on to um, uh, scroll up a little bit. Scroll up a little bit. There we go. Okay, I need to touch on this very briefly. Um, dated political humor with Dennis Miller. Wow, was so treat. delightful. Had no walking in it at Did all. Did not understand God. half of it. But boy, if he didn't just have a rhythm, if he didn't know exactly what he was doing, mm-hmm. and we understood so, like it was like art. It 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 was walking esque art in how it's it's um it's 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 broad and abstract. Um, but. No, it's actually very specific. I just didn't understand it. Now. Yeah, we, it we, got, we got we got we got two things. We got two it's things. Not a performance piece at the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Go, come on, though. You know we, that they, they, would it, be a, a great performance piece at the Hollywood Fringe Festival is to just do a half an hour of Dennis Miller Saturday Night Live. We get updates twenty five years later. <gasps> I did get two things though. There was uh, a reference to Trump, and you and I looked at each other like, <gasps> because his hair actually looked like that was his hair back then. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then there was one reference to uh, Tom Cruise and Mimi Rogers' divorce, and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Um, <laughs> and then uh, John Lovitz popped up as annoying man, um, and which th- they're basically like, "Okay, let's have Lovitz do his thing. We just need to just sort of like a facade." Fa- uh, what if we call him annoying man? He's yeah, pretty annoying. That, that works. That's yeah. just cool. Just go play. Just go up there and play John. John. Yeah. Um, and we actually see like a little bit of like live TV, like cast levity this was fun. fun because like after, after Lovitz leaves, um, Miller's, Miller's like, like, like is, an annoying man is nowhere near as annoying as John Lovitz is. And Lovitz runs back and kisses him on the forehead. And then he goes, licked by Lovitz. That is what the second circle of hell would be like. <laughs> uh, and that's, and just, that that's the news the- and I am out of here. I love that. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. That's great, Dennis Miller. Sign off. So Um, then comes the very first Continental. And here's something interesting that I had no idea about. So the Continental sketches are based on a short-lived CBS show that aired in the 1952-1953 season uh, on Saturday nights and starred Renzo Sassana as the Continental. Its target audience was lonely women who didn't have dates for the evening. And the combination of the first-person camera angle and the Continental's charm was designed to make these women believe they were being romanced through their TV sets. This is, see, this is the golden age of television. 1952 to 1953 CBS. My golly, my golly, wow. my golly. Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. So helping th- out the lonely women on their Saturday night. Well, that that's so interesting because I don't know anybody who knew that this is actually a parody of something else. I always thought it was just like... I still don't know anybody First person Pepe Le Pew inside of an apartment. I thought it was just the game is like, oh, look at how he's all like... 
suave on the outside, but the joke is he's like the creepiest of creepers yeah. in, in, in every punchline. Um, and I didn't know why they did the first person. I remember seeing this for the first time after they'd done like 13 of them, and it was like, oh, people loved just seeing that it existed. I, I didn't even... Yeah. Uh, so we have a transcript of this Continental. We weren't able to see it, but it looks like the most extreme Continental because... No, they, they've got to all be that long. Well, no, 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 because at the end of it, it looks like he, there's a picture of him bleeding. No, maybe that's just the pattern of the rub. You know what? I don't know, actually. I don't know. Um, but it opens, and I love the way that this is written because it, it actually writes in his punctuation. Jesus Christ. It's, are we going to... Ah, are... you were a minute late, and I thought perhaps you were just a dream. But no, you are real. Please, enter. Broken glass. Champagne. Yeah, there it is for Yay! the first time. Champagne. Um, but I, I wish I want to watch it. Fucking see so. Let us let us run your network. Let us run your network, and we're gonna get this thing. Let's throw it up on a YouTube. God damn it! I don't understand why this sketch isn't available. Lieber Salem for CISO 2016. Yes, let's start the campaign right now. Right, right now. Toot sweet. Toot. The sun is set. The stars shine in the sky. The night air is tinged with anticipation, and it is time to meet the Continental. Now, the Continental... That's the beginning of that. They use just, that, that Phil Hartman clip every time. From every now single now. time. But, like, the thing is, man, this sketch is so creepy. I thought it was so funny when I was a kid. But the idea of it is really creepy. It is a man who invites a woman into his home and then refuses to let her leave. That's what it is. This is, this is, this is um, the 80s version of Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, it's very creepy. Um, and they did 13 of them. Maybe no. More. I, don't, I don't know. No, he's only hosted Saturday Night Live, I believe, eight times. That doesn't mean that he hasn't come back on to do one or two. To do ju- no, because it would, it, would it would be on his IMDb as, as a credit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we might need a cross-reference. Like, Unless they did wikis. like an original one for one of the anniversary shows, like for the 40th or the 25th. Or something. Oh, that's possible. But man, this is... Think about that. Like, That's the first one. They had no idea they were going to make a friggin' series out of these Yeah, things. he hosted seven times. 1990, 92, 96, 2000, 2001, 2003, 2008. 2008 is the last time he has hosted Saturday Night Live, not for almost. Uh, what? Yeah, but he has to have for appeared. He has years? to have appeared sometime on there in the last six years or eight. No, eight he years. he yeah. showed up on the 40th anniversary special. Yeah. Uh, oh, but no, the no. You know what? You know what? He did, and they and they committed the crime of underusing walking in the 40th. He had one line, and you know what it was, ladies and gentlemen. Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that is that is pretty criminal. That's but pretty like they criminal. already had a lot of a lot of fan service. All right, to do. That's that's fair. They were serving a lot look, of look, look, look at the evolution of time. Okay, two thousand three then is the first time that I saw him host SNL. Um, oh, so you so didn't even like, see Bruce Dickinson? You didn't even see the cowbell sketch? Well, no, everybody's everybody's seen like clips, like like seen the cowbell sketch right. later. But like, I didn't watch that episode live. But no, listen to this. Just just let's go to the musical guests to show you the evolution of pop yeah. culture. Bonnie Raitt, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Yes, Joan, that was a band. Yeah, yeah. Joan, Joan Osborne. Osborne. Yes, 
Joan oh, Osborne. She's saying, "What if God was one of us? Why didn't she have walking on stage for that? That would have been beautiful. Oh, that like, would have been just amazing. to play God, just to stand up in the back and dress like God." He's like, "What if I was one of you?" <laughs> uh, so Joan Osborne, Christina Aguilera, Weezer. Foo Fighters. Okay, Weezer to Foo Fighters is not that big of a jump. Yeah. But what's crazy is the era. Like, like that close to... Like, because 2001 Weezer uh, is like... I don't know. It was a bigger jump between like 94 Weezer and 2003 Foo Fighters. But 2001 Weezer and 2003 Foo Fighters is not a bigger jump. Do you want to take a second to tell us about the evolution of uh, mild alternative music gosh, in the 1990s? Gosh darn you, Matthew. No, I do not want to take a second. I can... want to take a year to talk about the evolution of mild alternative. Okay, this is a new segment on the show. This is the evolution of mild alternative music with Alex Saylor. The thing about the Foo Fighters is they didn't get started until later on after Weezer was already into the crux of knowing who their voice was. They were, what, three or four albums deep by the time the Foo Fighters got going? So, but at that time, Weezer was already sort of like chilling out and trying out different things like, um, uh, not Ratitude, uh, what's the one? You with literally the... were just doing the Matt Foley dance to yourself as you were trying <laughs> to figure out what to say about Weezer and the Foo Fighters. Take me back! To the shack. Uh, uh, that's a, uh, and that, that concludes that, this week's installment of the evolution of mild alternative through the 1990s and the 2000s. God, that game got too convoluted by the end. Let's we're <laughs> gonna revisit it, and I'm only gonna make it more convoluted in later Good. episodes. Do it. Okay. Be better. Um. Uh. Yeah. So on the episode after the Continental, which we haven't seen, there was Attitudes, which is uh, a. Like lifetime 19, talk show. Lifetime talk show with two women. Where their game was like, haha, and I mean like Nora Dunn and Jan Hooks, and they're just like Jan Hook or Nora Dunn's thing is like, haha, I'm miserable. And Jan Hooks' this thing is, I'm excited about everything. I'm caffeinated. Yeah. It's, a, that, it's, a, it's a late 80s talk show. Yeah. They come off either caffeinated or coke. I mean, I guarantee there's someone exactly like that on Lifetime, and they were really just probably parodying um just real just types of, of types hosts, of hosts. you'd yeah. see there. And Walken comes on as sports enthusiast Rainbow Head. And he is just a guy in a rainbow wig wearing a John 316 t-shirt. It's a combination of uh, the band name Radiohead and the Radiohead album in rainbows. rainbows. Pretty much. Rainbow Head. This, ca- this sketch doesn't make any sense and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, but it's it's some of the finest walk-in of the episode. Yeah, because he you see the moment, like his version of breaking is offering a slight smile. He's the only man who breaks with a straight face. Yes. He literally, he literally breaks, but it still just looks like... Just a little struggle and then a slight smile and then he's back in. It's no, like, real laughter. You can't make him laugh unless he wants to laugh. Oh, God, there's a, there's a, oh, no, it's just the fact that it's, it's, it's called Rainbow Head. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess it was, like, a trend back then for sports fans to wear John 316 t-shirts and to wear rainbow wigs, and he's supposed that to be makes perfect sense. the progenitor of this trend. I was the first to create this form of fan expression. Everyone else, you're just being ridiculous about it. Yeah. Why would this person be the guest on a talk show for women on Lifetime? It doesn't make any sense. Maybe that was the game. Maybe? Is that they have no idea what to talk about with this guy? Maybe it's like, um, we want to do a funny thing about walking as this guy. 
who would be the ones to who would be the least likely to ask him questions about it, or vice versa, who would yeah. be the least likely guest that they could have. This is the one where it's most clear to me as a viewer that he's just reading the cards, that he's just reading the cue cards, that this isn't really a character or anything. He is just in a rainbow wig and he is reading his dialogue. Like, it, there's no. He still has all this presence because he's Christopher Walken, but he's not actually doing anything. I don't know if he needed to. I, I think I agree that he's not actually doing anything, but I really... But this is what SNL does, and it's the first appearance of Christopher Walken on it, and the reason why they've had him back so many times, or rather, we, we are very familiar with how many times they've had him back. We celebrate that is because who, what he does as a performer on his own actually fits their model incredibly well. Yeah. Which, is, which actually, it's lovely to actually finally get the damn text of that monologue because it's essentially the thesis to his entire SNL career. 100%. Is I am known for being cold, distant, and even... A little scary. Sinister. Yeah, even sinister. But and now we're going to have a little fun. Now we're going to put me in situations where such coldness, distance... And even hints of sinister is funny. It's the it's the incongruity theory. It's God, something doesn't quite fit him being him being like so cold and distant and sinister with a rainbow wig on is inherently silly because you don't expect it. I cannot wait till we get to the googly eyes episode and the pranksters episode. I can't wait either. Uh, um, so after this is a sketch that I'm so angry. That we don't have. Because it is a parody of his appearance in the Bond movie License to Kill, which is uh, widely considered to be the worst Bond movie ever. And when did that when did that come out? Uh, License to Kill, I believe, was eighty seven or eighty nine. It was like it was like pretty If it was eighty nine, this sketch would, would be topical. Yeah. Eighty seven, it's a really it's kind of an interesting it's, throwback. It's kind already. of a deep cut. It's a little bit um, of a deep cut. Yeah. So this is the description on SNL transcripts. Of this episode. Dot org. Yeah. Bitter with defeat, Max Zorin, <laughs> Christopher Walken, supervises the construction of his new top secret headquarters, which will be the end of Agent James Bond, played by Phil Hartman. Jesus Christ. Phil Hartman as Roger Moore James Bond. Okay? Oh Once it's God. complete. Too bad the smirking Bond has been captured ahead of schedule and isn't the least bit impressed by Zorin's plan. The idea of Phil Hartman as James Bond squaring off and, and, and frustrating the want of Christopher Walken's Max Zorin in a lair that doesn't even have any holding cells yet is really but it's a lease. funny to me. He's got a lease for it. He's got a lease on it. He doesn't have a lease with an option to kill is the name of the sketch. Great name to a sketch, by the way. Uh, but like, I, I it's just walking, so walking v Hartman. I, I bet like they don't even need a script for that. They could riff that. Oh man, I would walk. Oh, God damn it, that sounds like the greatest thing ever. Ugh. What is it, it? I understand why it's not available online because it has the Bond theme in it, probably, and that's why we can't watch it. How the H does NBC Universal not currently have like? Well, actually, I'm kind of answering my own question. Aren't yeah. I? Uh, not that they would have the Bond theme, I'm saying, but be able to like maintain the rights. But I guess they can't go it's, back and, and keep renewing the rights well, on old, old episodes. It's like there are so many episodes. There's like, you know, 300-something episodes that they need to, at least, that they like 22 times like 22 is like a, a, well times over... Times 40. 
Yeah, it's like a, like well, well, it's like well over four hundred episodes that they still haven't gotten all the rights to, and it's like, are they going to just release episodes in their entirety one by one as they rack them up? It's not. It doesn't make sense. Internet, if you know how any of this works, please explain it to please us. Please explain it to us. We have no idea. We're but humble walkingologists. I feel like I, I'm I'm have an inkling of an idea, but it, I want to be wrong. No, you you be... were you were you were you're at least like like on the right track with what I you think said. So. I just, I want an answer. CISO, get at us. Let, let, let's, let's all tweet at the CISO people and tell us what's your timeline? What's the current timeline for getting more walking SNL, SNL episodes, episodes from the past can we, available on CISO where we can see the entirety of Can the we bump them up to the top of the list? Don't, 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 don't. Now, don't, now, now Biff, don't con now, me. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me that we can't have it. Please don't tell me that. Don't tell me that because you know that it's not true. Don't you ever tell me why. Yeah. Um, okay. But don't also don't tell us, oh, well, why don't you just review the best of Christopher Walken on SNL? Because that's too easy. We are trying to become Walkenologists here. There is more here than simply your prepackaged best of. You oh. can't sweep the bulk of the entire canon of Walken's appearances on SNL under the rug oh. as if it never happened. Because oh. you can't rewrite history, CISO. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart, that I can't watch all of Christopher Walken on SNL. Don't tell me. Don't tell us. So, you know, if, listen, if they're in the pipeline, if this is happening, this is something you're working on, we can focus on other stuff and come back to SNL later, okay? Or we, we, got, we got we got, plenty of stuff. We got stuff. We, we know, we know y'all want to hear SNL. Mm-hmm. We, we wanted to, we, we, could, we couldn't wait it. to do SNL. Oh, we couldn't wait to do it. But, you know, we still have, we have the rundown. We have the Stepford Wives. We have Mouse Hunt. We have Wayne's World 2. Oh, Wayne's World 2. Yeah. We have Catch Me If You Can. We have so many We have Mouse Hunt. Yes. yes. We have, <laughs> as soon as we get it, as soon as you amateur or professional criminologist send us the Natalie Wood deposition, <laughs> we will be reviewing it. This you is what I'm for saying. That every episode. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Criminologists, where are the depositions. We need to see them. We need to review them. We need to discuss his potential culpability. Christopher Walken, if you or your people are listening to this show and you want to come on. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for checking us out. That's like so nice. But like, if you want to come on and discuss any of your work or discuss really anything. Really anything. If you want to talk about what you had for lunch earlier the day that you came in. Yes. If you want to talk about what you had for lunch someday in the past seven years that has nothing to do with anything on the day that you come in to talk with us, we will talk to you about it and ask thought-provoking questions. Yes. Okay, if you want us to clear out of the studio and leave you with a microphone for you to do whatever you want, you will be in my home. So, yeah, you could do that. If I don't you care. want us to clear out of the studio and leave you with a microphone and not turn it on, We're but cool just with let that. you go and have no record of it whatsoever and we, never publish it, we, we are cool with we that. We are so cool with that. Um, okay, I think it is time. There, there, basically, at this point, there's only one other sketch that isn't available, and there's no discu- no description of it on this website. Oh, Bonnie Raitt performs a thing called love. Yeah. Uh, there's a sketch called Hardbound that's their 10 to 1, and I don't know what it is. And maybe we'll find out at some point. I would love to revisit this episode once we were able to see it in its entirety. Okay, so we'll do, we'll do the SNL January 20th, 1990, season 15, episode 11, Redux episode yes. of the Walk and Talk podcast. Once we are able to get our hands on the full episode and watch it front to back as it was originally aired, we will redo this episode. But until then, it is time for a walk-off. Now, this will be a straight walk-off. Old school rules. Okay, boys. Let's go to work. Uh, so, as always, we begin with a rock, paper, scissors on camera, because why not?
All right, and we go we go on shoot. Right? We go on shoot, right? right. Okay, great. All right. Rock, Rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. Oh, all right. All right. Would you like to go first or second? Now remember, the first impersonator impersonates, the second impersonator duplicates, and then elaborates. That's true. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go second. Okay. Uh, I think I think the only option here. This is a little. This is this is a bit new, but I I, I think. Oh, you're going to use the transcript. I, I think we have to because and and this is what's interesting is we're not. We're not we're not impersonating from we're interpreting in, we're interpreting the text yes from the continent uh, okay is, there's there's no way to, to sh- I, uh, is it, can you can you hear me okay because I, I gotta I gotta be here I'm gonna, I'm gonna move the mic closer to you I don't know what that's gonna do to the audio quality okay I'm gonna keep talking as a, okay are you are you gonna hold the mic or yes. do you want me to I got it, I got it. okay um I'm gonna jump down a little bit um ooh you know what do do this right here oh okay oh. So it's a very height. Beer. You must learn to let go. Ah, how's that? Doesn't that feel good? It extends from the base of the skull down the spine all the way down here to the tip of the... <laughs> all right, I'm going to call right. that. I'm going to yeah, call yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not, not going to get any further. Okay. <clears throat> You have a lot to work with. I have a lot of material to work with to duplicate and elaborate. You jumped around in this paragraph, so I, I'm not entirely Well, I, sure. I'm not going to read the, the, the yeah, description of action. That's true. <clears throat> oh, your muscles are very tight. Fear in your shoulders and neck zone. You are at war with yourself, my dear. How's that? Doesn't that feel good? Oh. It extends from the base of the skull, down the spine, all the way down here to the tip of the... Where are you going? <laughs> Please. No, you cannot leave. <laughs> Please, have some more champagne. Champagne. <laughs> I know I spilled it all in the foyer. Please. Oh, I can't. I can't live without you. Your beauty, your spirit, your smile. I'm sounding more and more like like oh, who is this that I'm who doing? Who you sounding like? Who you am was, I doing? You are doing? I, I don't know, but like we do we do a spine and skull. It's actually it's <laughs> this is the worst. I'm terrible. I mean I'm I'm giving that one to you, but like you're I don't, giving it to me. You can't. I lapsed into an entirely different. Oh, oh what what did did I, did I do any better? <laughs> That's a real question. Continue. Send us your walk off clips. Send us the walk off clips. Any, anything you want. Do 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 rainbow head. Do oh do do the text from um from uh, the Eternity Game show. You know whatever whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want to do. I, I, I love that in this paragraph we had the words spine and skull so um so close together, which reminds me so much of Phil Hartman's performance in the. Uh, Dieter's dream sketch from the best of Mike Myers episode. Laman, the Lama name is Susan. I want to rip out your spine and make love to your skull. Um, so, folks, thing. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Continue to rate and review on iTunes. Continue. It means the world to us. Then tell people about the show. We love doing this show. We're going to be doing it all the time. Just, Let us just, know. You just go up to them and you say, hey, Bill. And they say, hey, Jim. Yeah. And you say, I've been listening to a podcast called Walk and Talk. Yeah. And then uh, you also say, my name's not Jim. It's Sarah. For the last time, fucking we had dinner together, you asshole. Okay, Jim. Have a great day. Yeah. Fabulous. Uh, and continue to hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what movies or episodes or appearances you want us to do next. Uh, we're definitely, we're open to all options. 
all of them, every single one of them. Because we're going to have to cover every single one of them to become true walkanologists in the first, first place. And can't you wait until we get to that point where in like any single walk-in movie you can think of, we've already done we've and already we still have more episodes to do. Imagine when we get to that point, mm-hmm. you're going to want to be there. Yeah, after we've covered the Prophecy 1, the Prophecy 2, and the <laughs> Prophecy 3. And the rundown. Yes, well, the rundown is going to come a lot earlier than the prophecy films, I think. Yeah, who knows? Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> and other films. Where can they find you, Alex? You can find me on Twitter at the Alex Salem or on uh, the Escapist website in the series Natural Twenty. Oh, awesome! And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, and uh, you can check out my channel, YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Matt Lieberman, or over on SourceFed, SourceFed Nerd, Nuclear Family, the awesome Sketch Channel. Guys, you're amazing. Until next time, keep Keep walking. walking.